0: The world's most famous board game is now Monopoly the TV game. Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you, to see you nice. Welcome once again to Player Pod, right? My name is Steve, and join me as ever from his hotel on Park Lane, it's Simon. Simon, how are you, mate? Well,
1: I was all right until I found out I'm actually living in a hotel now. (laughs) At least, like, give me a decent place on the old board. Park Lane is the most expensive one, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't like, mate, I'm I'm not, I'm Yorkshireman, I don't like spending money.
0: That's true. That's true. On that late, up, how are you.
1: Yeah, I'm not too bad yourself.
0: Yeah, keeping on. Yeah, back, back in the grind, back doing it, happy as Larry. Can't complain, although lucky. Who's at, Larry? I
1: don't know.
0: Apparently he's always happy though.
1: I thought his name was Trip.
0: <laughs> We're gonna come to Trip in just a minute, don't you <laughs> worry. So as as you might have guessed, we are here today to talk about the joy that is Monopoly. Uh, the original air date was the June the 16th, 1990, it was devised by Merv Griffin, who also created Jeopardy, would you believe? I didn't know that,
1: but it doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah. So the host for this show was Mike Riley, and it only ran for 12 episodes. Basically, it was devised as an
1: off-season thing between Jeopardy. It's funny you said off-season, because when I first heard him say Mike Riley, I thought the Premier League official. (laughs) Well, here's the—I mean, we'll get
0: to it in a minute. I'll talk about the format, but there's an interesting story behind Mike Riley, who was our host for the day. So, basically, the format of the show—it's—it's going to sound more complicated and long-winded than it actually is. But basically, round one. Players attempt to gain control of as many properties as possible and as, as much money as possible by going around the board and answering crossword style clues. So basically, you're given a letter, you're given a clue, and then you answer it from there. When you win a property, you gain the value of said property ranging from $60 right the way to $400. Get the question wrong, you lose that amount also. And also it splits the property value in half as well. So here's where it gets sort of confusing. As you go around the board, let's say we're going through the oranges. If each of the three players gets a question right, it becomes a tie break to get the Monopoly. First person to buzz in with the correct answer then gets to decide who they go head to head with for total control of the Monopoly. You with me so far? Yep, I'm with you. Cool. So round two, players use the money they gain through round one to build houses and hotels. $50 for, hotel- for houses, $250 for hotels. The hostess would roll dice to move around the board. When it lands on your property, you answer a question to earn the rent amount into your prize fund, and every player would receive $200 bonus for passing go. Landing on the utilities was a toss-up question with a bonus of $100 times dice roll, so max $1,200. A railway initiated a hostile takeover where they could steal another player's monopoly by answering a series of questions, but if they failed, they had to pay the rent value out of their current prize fund. To jail, loses each player $250. Community chest and chance would result in standard bonuses or deductions that you would get in a normal Monopoly game. Yeah. Free parking would be a toss up question again for all the fines and taxes taken, if any, and $500 bonus as well. Income tax took 10% of all players' totals, and luxury tax took $75 from all players. Round was played until time was called. Player with the highest amount after houses and hotels sold back to the bank wins. Then your final rounds players had five turns to do a complete lap of the board. They also had to nominate four squares to change to go to jail. If they did the lap, they won 25K. And if they landed on go exactly, they win 50K. If they don't complete the lap, they get $100 for every square that they passed. Yeah. So that's a lot to take in, but it makes it, it'll make sense as we go on. So the actual original board game, there is a lot to unpack here because... You will so you will have to bear with me a little bit. So it was originally designed by a woman called Elizabeth Maggie uh, or Maggie, uh, Magie M A G I E. I'm not sure of pronunciation, so apologies if I butchered it. Uh, she originally created what was called the Landlord's Game in 1903, which was designed to teach players about about Georgism, which is a whole other big confusing can of worms, but it's something to do with values and properties and division of wealth between landowners and renters and so on and so forth the landlord's game had everything from house building to railroad ownership so it had all the original element all the elements yeah. that we know and love because clones were popping up in the 20s Maggie or maggie repatented the design in 1923 and here's where it gets really dirty Ooh. so according to an article placed in the christian science monitor charles todd of philadelphia recalled the day in 1932 when his childhood friend esther jones and her husband charles Darrow came to their house for dinner after the meal the tods introduced darrow to the landlord's game which they then played several times the game was entirely new to darrow and he asked the tods for a written set of rules after that night darrow went to went on to utilize this and distribute the game himself as monopoly as a result charles darrow became the first millionaire game designer in history and although maggie patented her invention she only received five hundred dollars because wow. Parker, because Parker Bros falsely credited Darrow as the original inventor, and then all they had to do was buy the patent. they didn't have to subsidize her at all
1: Wow. yeah, that's pretty yeah uh, pretty much a scumbag move to be honest, yeah,
0: that is cold, so <laughs> it obviously now they ha because they bought the patent, they have to credit her as as a designer, yeah, but they don't have to pay her anything
1: that is done.
0: Or, yeah. Exactly, because they, because they believed, and it was the 20s, so you believed the man over the woman. They believed that, they, that he was the inventor, and they had uh, no right to question it until it kind of came to light from this article, and they were like, oh, shit, quickly bought the patent, and yeah, that was that.
1: Remind me not to show you my new board game, Steve. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was originally published as Monopoly in 1935. It's currently distributed by Hasbro since 1991, but pe- previously distributed by Waddingtons in the UK and the Parker Bros. It's been locally licensed in 103 countries and in 37 different languages. Now, here's, here's fun. When Waddingtons first started distribution in the UK, the British secret intelligence would send boards to prisoners of war in World War II. Hidden inside would be maps, compasses, real money, and other items helpful for escape attempts.
1: To be fair, that's quite smart.
0: That's fucking genius.
1: Yeah, it's, I can't argue that. That's a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah. In Germany occupied Netherlands, Nazi officers were upset about locals using game boards with British and American streets, so developed one with Dutch streets on. Because there was no pro Nazi propaganda, the Dutch actually kept it in circulation ever since.
1: Yeah, yeah, again, I can understand it. I yeah. can understand that. Yeah. It's fine. It makes sense. But since Hasbro's ownership, of parker bros
0: in 1991 that's when we've seen various spin-off versions such as the cheaters version junior etc and licensed versions everything from star wars to game of thrones as well as localized versions derby yorkshire nottingham and so on Yep, i've even got an assassin's creed one like
1: oh i have too many i have walking dead wrestling mario I've got loads of different ones. Game of yeah. Thrones, like you said.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many different like versions and localizations yeah. and all. And kinds. At,
1: the end of, at the end of the day, it's the same game, but you kind of want the different versions. Yeah, at least I do. It's the same game, but there's yeah. something about it that you just think I need to have that version.
0: Yeah, it just gives it. It gives it a. a it makes it more personal to you. It's, it's
1: almost like an expansion pack. Yeah. to Speak.
0: Yeah, I'd go with that. That's fair. So. To talk about the facts of the actual game show itself, it aired as a summer replacement to Jeopardy, as I say, which M- Merv Griffin also created. Mike Riley, the host, is himself a former Jeopardy contestant. So Peter Tomarken of Press Your Luck was the host of the pilot in 1989, and Riley served as a contestant, but Riley was put in place as host afterwards. The pilot was produced for syndication but could not gain clearances, likely due to the use of a female dwarf to play Rich Uncle Pennybags. Tomarkin clashed with producers about the use of rich Uncle Pennybags, calling it tasteless and comparing it
1: to slavery. Now, you see, I did my bit of research on this as well, and I, I read the exact same, what you just said there, and it blew my mind. A female dwarf. Yeah, that, that blew my mind. I mean, even I mean, back then, you couldn't have got away with it. Yeah. Never mind, like, now.
0: Yeah, I really want to see what that looked like and how that would have worked
1: and what the idea was. Surely you have like Bullseye, you have a cartoon version of, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I'm interacting with a cartoon or like a cartoon version of Bully, so to speak. Yeah, like this is utterly bizarre. So it's America. So yeah,
0: I suppose so. They've been known for their bold moves. Outlandish movements. (laughs) A Welsh version of the show hosted by Derek Brown aired on S4C for a brief period in 1992. Yeah, I was unaware of that. I tried to find the link, but I couldn't find any links whatsoever for it. Same, same. The show has since been brought back, but entirely different as Monopoly Millionaires Club, with players selected from scratch card winners. Uh, One of the prizes on the Monopoly Lotto scratch card was to be on the show, as far as I can gather. Game is entirely different, with money being given out left, right, and centre to players, the audience and everything, and mini-games are used to determine who plays the final game and a chance to win a cool mill. And around the same time as this, as the show that we covered Ed Donald Trump had his own rival game show called Trump Card.
1: Uh, <sighs> uh, I, I don't even know what to say.
0: I I, I'm, not,
1: I'm not a fan of the Trump, as you know. So. Mm-hmm.
0: I watched about 30 seconds of it and, and I was like, no, absolutely not. Not in my house. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I, I'm being good. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, we'll keep the politics out of it as much yeah. as we can. So, as far as memories of the actual game itself, family arguments, just family arguments, it's it's just, it's the pure... It's notorious.
1: Yeah. It's notorious for it. Yeah. I mean, how many times, I'd love to know the stats for how many times a Monopoly board has been flipped over. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Because it's got to be in the high 70, 80% region for sure for sure i mean what house rules
0: do you play do you play like the free parking gets you all the money do you play yeah, i'll you know, play that
1: yeah yeah
0: taxes go in the middle and all that kind of yeah
1: thing. any taxes yeah. any punishments goes into the center of the board you land on free parking you get that amount
0: yeah and there's uh, rules for- there's rules where like you have to buy on the first pass like you can't like yeah, there is. i always played it as you as you don't start buying until the second pass once you can exactly. potentially exactly. get more money yeah. and so on and so forth
1: you can't buy anything until you go around the board once mm.
0: yeah that's that's what i was always that's yeah. what i was always taught. about apparently you have to buy start on the first go but...
1: it, i think it's very like like pool to be honest like a lot of different places have different rules mm-hmm. uh like for eight ball pool nine ball pool it's exactly the same you two shots on the black no you only have one shot on the black there's that many different variations and yet again that's the fun element of the game is you can almost make up your own rules
0: yeah in a sense yeah for sure uh, now did you know just before hasbro took over parker bros some uh someone who'd like been working with the game since god knows when actually let slip the secret to win the game do you know what that is yeah be the banker well yes and no Basically, obviously, try get as many you know color sets as possible. Yeah, yeah. But when you do, only buy houses. Do not upgrade to hotels. Yeah. Because the bank only has a certain number of houses. If you can take all those, no one else is allowed to build. Because again, people play house rules of oh, we'll, we'll just substitute for we'll just substitute hotels as houses for now. And like, no, that's not how the game works.
1: Just just going off a bit bit off record, there, Steve. A bit off track. If you could have one version of Monopoly made, what would it be?
0: I think they all exist. Like I, like I'd often thought, of like like a Simpsons board or like yeah, WWE one, something like that. But I think they all
1: exist. Like a Heathen Cambria one.
0: Cambrian Cambria would be nice. Yeah, I don't know what they use for the pieces, but that'd be but that'd be pretty sweet. Disturbed? I, yeah, there's a Metallica one which I want, but it's very expensive. You know, it's there's a Queen one as well,
1: which is kind of rad. There's a Queen one. There's an ABBA one. I know there's an ABBA one. Oh, my God. There is an ABBA one. I definitely know that. I've seen that. It was um, a prize on Taskmaster. Yeah.
0: Oh, Partridge one would be great.
1: Oh, Partridge one would be amazing.
0: Oh-ho! Oh, ho! Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm, I think that's final answer.
1: A wedge of cheese you could have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Alexi. What's the plural, Alexis?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wondered. That was all. Shop-style chocolate orange. <laughs> Oh, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be
0: fab. That'd be fab. Oh, that'd be great, yeah. So <laughs> let's so let's dive in. So I haven't got an air date of the actual episode that we covered. We just know it's from 1990 because that's when it aired. Yeah. And it's certainly a theme tune. You've been singing it for days. <laughs> uh,
1: I've been singing it for months. I yeah. we have heard, discovered it. Yeah, and
0: it's certainly a theme tune. I think the female vocalist likes saying, Oh, a little too much. <laughs>
1: It's the female Christopher walking.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's very um, suggestive, I think.
1: I think, she, yeah, she definitely enjoyed saying this, so we mm. leave it as that.
0: And then we get our players, Tom, Deborah, and Trip. And why is Deborah described as a gold player? It's clearly yellow. Just say yellow. Like I know gold has more prestige, but it's
1: yellow. Come on. I know, but what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. I thought yeah. Tom was Tom Scott. Nah. When when I looked at him, I thought it looked a bit like Tom Scott from uh, Only Connect. Yeah, and other such things, but yeah. Our host is Kathy Cargis,
0: and you'd be forgiven for thinking the announcer said Kathy Cargis, because I nearly thought that's what you said.
1: She's a low-ranked Carol Smiley.
0: A bit, yeah. And then we get uh, Mike Riley coming in. He's very straightforward, no big pizzazz, but knowing what I know now, that he's not really a TV presenter, it makes sense. No,
1: but I tell you what, he did a bloody good job. Damn good job.
0: Damn good, bloody good, damn good job. He did, yeah. No, it was very, very straightforward. Did, like you, 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 wouldn't tell that he wasn't, he hadn't presented before. No, he's he had a good like presenting style, but he he wasn't like American game show host, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh I, I'd argue against that, to be honest. I, there were very, a couple of times, but okay, let's play monopoly. Like yeah, I was the... Okay, for
0: $50. Yeah, he wasn't like uh, OTT, but he was... Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I appreciate okay, his enjoyed. work. I, yeah, I enjoyed his work. Yeah, and again, we're not going to go at this like question for question because otherwise we would be here all night because there's a lot of properties on that board. No, a lot of questions. Yeah, so your first answer is aloha. <laughs> and although I didn't understand the clue, Don Ho, hello but it
1: turns out that Don Ho was a Hawaiian musician. I actually knew about that. I mean, I've seen this episode millions of times, but mm. I actually knew that answer when it first, when I very first watched it.
0: Yeah, and Tom was straight in with that, and we immediately kind of get this sense that Tom is going to be the man to beat here.
1: Well, we find out later on what his profession is, so it doesn't yeah, surprise me.
0: That's true. Deborah gets a second on the Browns, which mean they go into a tie break for control. Riley says, Trip, you'll get your chance in a moment, and Trip just does this weird eye roll that
1: I can't even begin to describe. It's like if the Undertaker was on crack. I think yeah. It, it was it was like trying to roll the eyes into the back of the head, but mm-hmm. they weren't moving. Yeah. So
0: for Oriental Avenue, the clue Baked state. I'm thinking Arizona, since weed is legal there. But this is nearly thirty years ago, yeah. so that wouldn't have been I, I, the case.
1: And the answer to begin with A.
0: Yeah, well, Arizona begins with A. I've misheard you, to be honest. Okay, but the answer, of course, Alaska. Wells' main squeeze. Apparently, it's a reference to Lawrence Welk, who, as the closed solution suggests, was a famous accordion player. No idea. Tie again for the light blues, but this time, if Deborah wants control, she has to answer two in a row. So at the end of the first side of the board, Tom's on seven hundred and twenty dollars and Deborah's on 160 and Trip is on goose egg. Poor oh, trip. Poor but trip. The best is yet to come. And because we changed sides of the board, we also changed the letter that each clue's starting with this time we're at H. And the next one, donkey chuckle. Deborah, Hee-haw. Heehaw. Oh my god, this made me laugh so much. Why? Just just Mike Riley suddenly breaking this very straight-laced <laughs> thing to just yell, hee-haw. He,
1: he wasn't the most comedic host. No, so but, but it, when he, he said
0: something, you laughed.
1: Yeah, it, it was unintentional humour.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think
1: that's the best way to sum it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was a big fan of it.
0: <laughs> and we're making our way up the board, and I'm starting to worry about Trip. Not because he still doesn't want anything, but he looks sweaty. Like, uncomfortably sweaty. And he's like rocking backwards and forwards a little bit and there's a very far away look in his eyes starting to
1: creep in to be fair he's a big dude and I don't mean like big as in fat I mean big as in well built mm. and the fact I mean we'll go I'm skipping ahead a bit here but the fact we find out he's a sports reporter yeah you know he's obviously into sport. and yeah. I just think he was just a big a big dude you know just uh, a big dude <laughs> I, I,
0: I mean uh, we'll get into my theory now he that man's on cocaine <laughs> that man is on cocaine
1: oh uh, he's actually my supplier but we're we'll going to that
0: <laughs> a big incorrect buzzers going on in a, it, it, here and it's also the first time trip has spoken the clue was fairy tale finish tom says happy riley asks him for more trip buzzes in and says happy ending and that's wrong and he pulls another face deborah doesn't answer the answer is happily ever after it's never properly stipulated that it could be multiple word answers and i didn't grasp that straight away either no so i get why the players are a little baffled that no one got it and oh a lot of sad faces says mike riley and someone in the audience absolutely loses it someone just started belly laughing i think it was trip stealer could have been Uh, but basically because yeah because we're playing jeopardy rules so the fact that trip has is still on goose egg by the way and just lost that one that means that He's he's in the minuses yeah so strategy i guess is if you don't know don't buzz no. Trip finally gets an answer right, putting him on $80 and does this look-at-me pose, mate. It's just it, like, mate, you've got one question right so far. You're in the minus numbers. Check your ego for a few minutes.
1: It was the first case of the property getting halved in value because no one yeah. got it correct. And the look on his face, he was just so happy. And, <laughs> hey, yo, guys, I got a question right. It was almost like a drugged-up version of the Fonz. Yes, yes, it was. That's it, it, All he needed was like a jukebox behind him with like <laughs> hot nail boots and just go.
0: So we get the three way tie for the color set. Trip gets the first question right, which means he gets to decide who he goes head to head with and chooses Deborah. So he only needs to get one right for control, and Deborah needs two. Trip gets the set, and he basically reminds me of 80s Wall Street guy. Like, think that episode of Futurama when Fry's friend
1: with Bonitis winds up in the future. I thought he was doing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> A little bit. Because, like, you missed out as well. Like, when he got the answer correct to challenge... De- before he challenged Deborah, he went, Oh! like <laughs> Yes, he did! <laughs> like, 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 Bret the H- Hitman Hart walking into the ring, doing the hands out, like... Yes. Doing the... Like, to he the ropes. So he was doing, like, he was doing that, and then when he got the monopoly. I I was overjoyed for him (laughs) I felt this warmth in my heart and when he started doing the truffle shuffle oh it just shows how amazingly
0: quick this game can turn like Tom had a convincing lead but with Tripp getting the last set Tom gets a question wrong and suddenly it's all closed in again like there's there's like a hundred dollars between each of them like yeah just jumps around so quickly this game which I kind of enjoyed it next one of the next clues we get is before Dewey and Louie answer is Huey I'm just happy for a ducktales reference. DuckTales, woo! Chicken childbirth. Trip buzzes in, freezes, and then says, "Hen." Let me just check my biology notes here. Nope, that's wrong. Uh,
1: is it? I-, oh, I thought it was right. I
0: know. I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> But that, with that, and again, Deborah getting it right, suddenly the gaps open right up again because the amount you can win and lose it definitely keeps the game interesting and intense all the way
1: through. Well, obviously, if you get the questions towards the end of the board correct, you're going to get. Mom, that's where you want to be answering your questions. Mm -hmm. Not, it's going to sound weird. You don't, you don't want to be that bothered about the beginning. You want to be bothered about there so on. Yeah, like from the Reds onwards. And that was trick strategy.
0: Yeah, wait for wait for going past free parking. Yeah. So for the oranges, Tom has to get two in a row, gets the first, but Deborah beats the buzzer to get the answer heard for the, uh, to get the set and the lead. Now, I, took a, I had to take a break from doing my notes when the episode was 6.45 in, and I looked at the YouTube time, and when I came back in, I was like, oh, God, I've, I've written all this, and there's still 20 minutes to go. But it turns <laughs> out all the original ads were still included, which was kind of fun. Weird,
1: considering so, uh, some of the ads that we saw, but yeah. yeah.
0: It was a treat to get some 1990 American daytime TV adverts. So, in the first one, we had a nappy commercial and one for Pepto Bismol.
1: I mean, it's always fun to see a balloon filled with water and then put into a nappy. Yeah. I mean, that's what people dream of.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Back to the studio, and we're only just getting to formally meet the contestants. Tom's a lawyer. Don't know what Deborah does because I couldn't hear her over the applause. And Trip's a sports reporter, as you say.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't pick up what they said about Deborah either. First question back
0: in, and Trip is back into the minus numbers. <laughs>
1: couple of questions about him.
0: <laughs> couple of questions on and the clue is cartoon bulb the answer is idea trip buzzes in gets it right and then does the motion for a light bulb above his head like this guy is something else uh, how
1: did he not become a reality star
0: I don't know and, and I only really bring things up when trip is doing it but that's because I am genuinely taken with this guy
1: this this was the the diamond in the roof. Yeah. he. This is what we literally spent maybe six hours messaging each other when we first watched it. <laughs> and it's all just trip this, trip that. Yeah, he is
0: a unique human being for sure.
1: I will say the word glorious.
0: Glorious. I'd go with that. I'll happily take that. <laughs> uh, three-way tie for the Reds again. Tom gets the first answer, says he's going against Trip, and Trip looks genuinely offended. No, he said he was going against Trip because Trip's so firm. Yeah, but like Trip looked offended, like, and Deborah was just like, oh, well, "Fuck you guys, then." <laughs> and yeah, and, and yeah. Trip also shrugs in this like kind of "What did I do?" motion, like, "Why are you picking on me, yo?" Like, and so the clue for one of them is "Defendant cry." Trip buzzes in and yells out the answer. which I'll put, which I'll put in here. Trip innocent, as easy as that, Trip. And he kind of holds his hands up, and it's like, mate, you're not under arrest, calm down.
1: <laughs> oh, he's, he's fantastic.
0: Deborah gets gifted an answer on the yellows. Clue, can't catch Z's. She says insomnia, but the answer's insomniac, and that's fair, because it could be either, because the clue sounds like they're looking for the condition, not the sufferer. I don't mind that. Yeah, that's fine. Outside of everything else, I think that's the reason I fell in love with Trip. Clue, presidential pink slip. Tripp comes in with the answer impeachment and does a Nixon impression.
1: I am not a crook. Oh. oh,
0: I'll put in the future armor soundbite. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, do you think it was a uh, brilliant Nixon on the Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Tripp's uh, imitation, shall we say, Trump that by Miles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, three way tie again. First clue, tag victim. Tripp buzzes in. Uh, bear in mind, all the answers have to begin with I. Trip buzzes in and says autopsy <laughs>
1: <laughs> he panics, for
0: he did panic but like I get his I get his logic though uh, it's not the first I, word I would have thought of I get his logic because you tag people in, in the morgue you put tags on their feet yeah so I, know, I get it
1: <laughs> like, I would have said like if it was like I didn't know the letter I'd have said graffiti yeah. or something like that yeah. but my mind wouldn't have gone to autopsy at all no <laughs> The but maybe was, maybe that's, you know the drugs talking. Yeah, the answer was it,
0: and then Tom goes head to head with Trip again. Uh, the clue He's is so fun. The clue is dunk. Trip buzzes in and yells "idiot" and points to himself.
1: After <laughs> stuttering him for a while, to be fair, he yeah. again, who said what we're all thinking? <laughs> I think I think with Trip, what he didn't realise is he was fast buzzing, but he didn't realise he actually actually had to answer the question. Yeah, fastest finger, but not fast on brain. Yeah, I mean, he'd have been ideal for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, apart from when it got to the £100 question.
0: Yeah, and then Tom gets, a, then on one of the next colour sets, Tom gets a straight un, uninterrupted monopoly, and he's hit his stride. On the last clue, the answer was voodoo, and Riley says, you've certainly put a hex on them, and I groaned. Oh, uh, I
1: thought they were calling in Papa Shango. <laughs> Could you imagine? A celebrity, celebrity guest. And it would have been about right as well, no, would it? 1990? No, it would have been too early.
0: And then we're on the final side of the board. All your answers have to begin with V. Uh, Nobleman's title. Trip says Vicar. And I've given
1: up. He's, I think he's just given up now. This is where my head is all wrong. I thought this counts and then I started thinking about the biscuits. Yeah, so did I. Oh, at least it wasn't just me then. And mm-hmm. it wasn't even correct anyway, it was count, but yeah. I just kept thinking about discount Biscuits at that point, point. I was just like, oh, I really like them.
0: Yeah, my mind did wander, and also <laughs> I, was, I was on my lunch break as well when I was doing it, so I was quite hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggled on the... I Like, everyone, including myself, really struggled on this last property. So I don't know if it was purposely that the hardest questions were there, but they finally claim it at, when its value is $25. Yeah,
1: wasn't it? like 500 to begin with
0: yeah four or 500 yeah yeah
1: i I I didn't i didn't know them i thought they were so hard yeah i mean could you imagine a genuine
0: monopoly game and you get the most expensive property on the board for 25 dollars?
1: well you can technically with auctions but that's another thing i don't do with no
0: i don't no i don't so we go into an ad break and we get a mcdonald's commercial which was so 80s, even though it was 1990, and it was I, so, like, I don't know
1: what else. I, I know this is a game show podcast, but we are both wrestling fans, and it reminded me of the WrestleMania 15 advert, I think, where... Yeah! It, or was it 17, where they've got the TVs? And yeah, It's 17, because they've got the, uh, everyone, like, watching it, like, in the store windows, and mm-hmm. everything. think it just like reminds me watching it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we also get a carefree gum commercial that was just weird. Like, apparently, the flavour lasts until the cows come home.
1: But when do the cows come home, Steve?
0: Late at night. You you grew up on the
1: farm. Where did the cows come home? That always. And where did they go? Where did they go? They go to graze. Yeah, but yeah, but you can do that at home. So it's not like they've gone out clubbing or anything like that.
0: (laughs) Well, apparently, these cows go out in a fucking convertible car. Listen, they've gone out for milkshakes. That's (laughs) what I did there. Uh, A moo shake! A moo shake! For fuck's sake. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving <laughs> oh, on. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we come back from break and there's hotels everywhere, and I'm not even surprised. Even without this round, Tom's won. Like, Let's be honest here.
1: I liked uh, what they called the round. What was it? Make them all break them round. Uh, That's what it was called.
0: I didn't catch that. But, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, even without this round, Tom's won. Deborah and Tripp have only uh, one Monopoly each, and Tripp only has $110 in his bank.
1: And the houses cost $200, I do believe. The,
0: the house is 25 hotels $250. Uh,
1: so you could have bought maybe a house, but... Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, we're doing the lap of the board. First roll, 11, takes us on to Trip's Tripp's, pro- one-to-one Trip's properties, and potential bonus $70. Clue was boat bunch, starting with F. No one answers, but the answer is fleet. I'll be honest, I wouldn't have guessed that either.
1: No, I wouldn't. I was thinking form, for some reason. No idea. Form Um, boat.
0: Roll snake eyes for another trip property. Clue is photo by phone, starting with F. The answer is fax. Wow, we're dating it, aren't we?
1: Hey, fax machines still work, as we found out with Lionel Messi.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Next roll takes us to one of Deborah's and she's placed a hotel. It's a nice potential grand for her. Clue is 20s go go girl, starting with F. Deborah doesn't get it, but Tom sneaks in with the answer being Flapper and seals the the grand.
1: Imagine being called a Flapper.
0: That was the name of Flapper Girls, man. I know. Cigarette Girls and all that stuff. Next roll inevitably takes us to one of Tom's properties for a Swift 1150. Starting with D, Clue is Evolution Egghead. Answer is Darwin, and it's only at this point Tom is, Tom is starting to look like a little smug. He was getting cocky. He was a bit.
1: Because I think he knew he'd won. Especially well, he'd after won that, that steal. That. Yeah, he'd won that, but he hadn't won the final yet, but he mm. had won he'd won the qualifying rounds. He'd he say. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, next roll is another one of Tom starting with S. Sotheby's last word. Answer is sold. Apparently they're a US auction house. No Not idea. Not a clue. Man. Yeah. Uh, were they on? If they've not been on Bargain Hunt, I don't know.
1: <laughs> with the Duke, yeah. And Can we just say right now, any Bargain Hunt shows after the Duke are non-existent? Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly.
1: Uh, and yeah, and Bargain Hunt was better than Dickinson's Real Deal. Correct. Sidebar
0: over. So we, <laughs> we pass go. Everyone gets two hundred dollars. And clue is France dance starting with C, making it Can Can. But Tom doesn't answer. Our boy trip with the steel. And it may sound like I'm going through the motions here, but it's purely because this game is long since over, even before this round really started.
1: And it is a fast-paced game as well. Yeah.
0: And then it's almost like they knew, starting with C, Professor Plum's game.
1: Oh, Clue.
0: Yeah. And then we land on a a railroad to toss up Clue, and then the person who gets it can go wherever they want on the board and take a property from another player. Tom's in, and now he looks ultra smug.
1: Oh, it looked like he dropped a penny and found a pound.
0: Yeah. And he goes for Deborah's properties, and he's had it in for Deborah the whole game. Yeah,
1: because he knew that was the biggest threat.
0: Yeah, I mean, even Deborah lets out a bit of a huff and a puff about it, and I don't blame her. One of the answers in the takeover bit is flamenco, and Tom tries to bring some charisma in, does like the the arm motion. Yeah, it, he's not.
1: I he's mean, not trip, and he's not even I, Mike Riley. I went. I went to bed last night imagining Trip doing the flamenco, and <laughs> I had a glorious night's sleep. So the fact that. I couldn't picture Tom doing it. it. says it all.
0: Yeah, that's just it. He tries to bring some charisma to it, but he just looks like a prick by doing it. Mate, he's a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. Uh, time's call on the round as, as Tom steals. I won't argue he played a great game, but he was an arse about it by the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue it. You got, you know He you got the questions correct. Yeah. You can't argue anyone who does that. You know, It's not a luck element like in certain shows we've watched. Mm-hmm. He knew the answers, so
0: yeah. better play round- to him. Yeah, ending the round, Tom has six thousand two hundred eighty-five dollars. Then they sell all the properties back for a total of eleven thousand and thirty-five dollars. That's a hell of a day's work.
1: Yeah, I was a bit confused. They uh, sold them back for full price. I yeah. thought you always had to sell them back as
0: half price. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, because you spend that money to put them down, it's like you get, you still get your prize fund back. Kind
1: of I've been playing it long all these years and <laughs> I, I mean
0: that, that's how it's played in the actual game in this one because they're all about it's America and they're all about giving
1: Yeah, it. Cat- capitalism yeah yeah.
0: And now he's on to try win the top prize. Uh, our next ad break though is for clear blue pregnancy test, Anison headache tablets and Fisher Price baby shampoo.
1: Now that sounds like a hell of a night out.
0: <laughs> and it's going through the stages of life isn't it? So you've got the clear blue pregnancy test. And you've got the headache tablets because you can't deal with a child crying, but you've got to give your, your baby a bath. So
1: I would have had the headache tablets first.
0: Ah, touche.
1: Because then it's like, oh, I can't do anything tonight. I've got a headache. Yeah. Oh, go on then. Yeah. Like I've had my t- t- Two minutes. <laughs> and then, oh, stick. <laughs>
0: Back to the show. Tom's places go to jails, two of which either side of free parking, which is a good stra- which is a good strategy. And the other two right towards the end, again another good strategy. Like they're the four least landed spaces, generally speaking. So he's done his I, homework. I would
1: love to have known the rules for that because they've got there had to be some sort of rule where yeah, because for me I would have placed them all four at the beginning. So you're not allowed to do it on the first row.
0: Right, I didn't know all this. So yeah, this is... not allowed to him on the first row, and then one. On
1: side two, side three, and then you have to place two on side four. Right, that makes sense. That's why I, I thought there must have been some rule because I thought yeah, the so obvious thing is to put them yeah. on the first one, two, three, four. Yeah, the, the green five. Yeah, yeah.
0: The green through to the dark blues. It, it's supposed to be like the danger zone kind of thing because you're going from the ghost jail square but, right through but, to the end. The what sort of thing? Yeah, because <laughs> you go basically because <laughs> it's like okay, like yeah, intensity. Ooh, and, and so, so you've got five rolls to do the full lap, and, but then bonus rolls for any doubles. Maybe and, that's where the
1: O came from, for the intensity.
0: Um, oh. And so, yeah, if he, can, if he can do the lap, he gets his 25k. If he lands on Go, that's 50k. He's nowhere near. No, but it's, uh,
1: just jumping ahead a little bit, if you look at the remake, the, what is it now, Monopoly Millionaires Club? It's yeah, yeah. If you land exactly on Go now, it's a million. I know. Back then, it was 50,000.
0: Yeah, but this was a daytime TV slot. That's prime time.
1: True, true.
0: Budgets true. are bigger and stuff, but even still to be giving away 50k on a daytime TV show is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, he's nowhere near. He barely gets around the second, he barely gets to the second block. He does that thing that I fucking hate that, that they do in Deal or No Deal as well where they think they've got autonomy over a, a random event.
1: Come on, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I like doubles, I need doubles. I'm Let's oh, talk to the dice. Yeah, yeah, which is like another program which we will review at some point, a Canadian game show. Oh, where it's yeah. dice based. And this is like back in the late 70s, early 80s, I think it was. Yeah, and the amount of trash talking to the dice.
0: Oh, mate, it's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, it's see nothing till we review that, I tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so he doesn't get any, any bonus money, but still, 11k is nothing to be sniffed at. I really like Mike Riley's sign off of peace and good
1: cheer. I might use yeah. that
0: going forward. I like that.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. He, he was a good host. Yeah, you could definitely it... tell it was '90s though. With when he stood next to Tom and they've, they've got these bright coloured ties on mm-hmm. that looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yes, and you were like, yes. like, yeah, that's so '90s. Nice.
0: Yeah, someone's seen a Jackson Pollock painting in an ink blot test.
1: Yeah, what do you see? A hey, donut.
0: Yeah, and. <laughs> But yeah, I enjoyed the fuck out of this. You this know was, I love this. This was half hour of pure fucking joy.
1: I just wish there was so more available. There's only two or three episodes online. Oh so, yeah. And even the other ones that, have, that I've watched, I can't speak for yourself, but yeah. I fully enjoyed them as well. And yeah. every one I've seen, they've, always, they've all got a contestant that's a bit out there. Yeah. And that just makes it so much better.
0: Yeah. As far as, like, did it work side of things, it's hard to say. Like, this is one of those games that I feel is tough to, to game show, if you know what I mean. Like, it I think, worked,
1: but it was overcomplicated.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably the best they could have hoped for, but most importantly, it was fun.
1: So much fun.
0: Yeah. I, I can't really talk about Revival as it's still running in a different form in America right now. If I could do anything differently to it, I would make each colour a general knowledge category.
1: If I don't know. I quite, sense. I I quite, quite like the crossword clue version. Yeah. It was, it was like it made it fast. It made it simple. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I, did, I Don't get me things. wrong. I d- I didn't
0: hate it. I'm more thinking if it would come over here. Like I think they'd probably want a quiz element to it. I think maybe. But, I
1: don't know. Uh, if you look at this, some of the most popular game shows we've had done UK in the last ten years, Deal or No Deal and Tipping Points, mm-hmm. they're not exactly general. Well, especially Deal or No Deal. Yeah. It was just a case of opening boxes where yeah. you don't need to. That's where you've got the chase, you've got pointless, you've got shows yeah. like that. Yeah, I and there's enough of them now. But I want to think a little bit different.
0: Yeah, I and mean, for me
1: this would be ideal. Yeah, I mean I'd keep round
0: two and the bonus round the same. I like how they worked. Yeah, like, I thought I think they were really good, and or maybe final round answer a number of questions to earn your roles, like they're doing taking yeah. point.
1: Oh yeah, or depending on how much money you get in the show, if you. If you get over 3,000, you get four goals. If you get over 5,000... Yeah, something like that. You get six goals, like a tier ranking system. Yeah. So it makes the game more... Competitive. Yeah, competitive. Because you you want that amount. I'm I'm £10,000 in the lead, but if I get another 2,000, I get another roll of the dice. Yeah,
0: something like that. I mean, if we get over here, this is absolutely a daily ITV 4.30 thing. Like... And I'm going to throw a name at you here for hosting. And you might be surprised, but I happened to catch his radio show and he hasn't missed a beat since we were kids. Pat Sharp. I'm down with
1: that. I I thought you were going to give me the obvious one, which I didn't want to know. But I'm down with that. I'm down with Pat Sharp doing it. Yeah, the guy is still tremendous. His Twitter is phenomenal as well. I've been on his Twitter, (laughs) yes. I have been on his Twitter. But, you uh, have the twins co-hosting oh hey followers of the podcast yeah
0: they are indeed yeah so that puts a really nice bow on that unless there's anything you wish
1: to add to it i don't think so just if you do get a chance to to watch this watch it yeah i'd have a very very good time because you yeah. will have a good time absolutely i mean the
0: link goes in the show notes anyway so you know And if people do
1: watch it it'd be amazing if they could send us links of, or like videos of their trip impressions <laughs> that'd be fab because you will instantly fall in love with this man yeah like I try, I tried to find him I actually tried to find him online
0: I've tried to find some sort of presence for him yeah
1: yeah I couldn't find anything yeah but if people like could just send us their impressions their odes their shrines <laughs> trip, then bring it on yeah
0: So that puts a beautiful bow on Monopoly. And next week, Simon, we're coming home as we've got a mystery to solve. There's been a murder. There's been a murder, sir. A murder. We have the suspects round up ready for questioning, but we can't do it alone. So I've enlisted the help. help. I've enlisted a friend to help us out. So please join us next week as we round off board game month with Cluedo. So be sure to check out our social medias. We're on Facebook. Just give us a search. We're on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerPods, and be sure to send us an email to playerpods at gmail.com We're on Spotify and Google Podcasts as well as a whole host of other podcast providers so please keep checking us out. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me, Steve. It's a goodbye from Simon. Didn't he do well? Thank you everyone. Peace and good cheer.
1: Life is like
0: solve a mystery